0: If you can go back to your why, you can actually see the discouragement and you'll actually either navigate around it instead of carrying it, or you'll actually be able to see like, are you even discouraged about the right thing? Like what you're discouraged about, does it have anything to do with your purpose on this planet with why you do what you do, or is it just a fixation on something you can control or you thought you could, and now you can't. And so you're like, I'm discouraged. That you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it. It's a practice, not a perfect. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Be It Till You See It interview recap, where my co-host in life, Brad and I are going to dig into the beautiful combo. I beautiful. Had with, I had with Bree Gordon in our last episode. It was really pretty. She's amazing. If you haven't yet listened to that interview, feel free to pause this now. Go back and listen to that one, and then come back and join us. Do it. All right. I'm so grateful for like random connections. Bree is someone I, we are in a group together and I don't participate in the group very much. Um, And that's not because the group isn't amazing. It's just, there's only so much time in the day and I give myself full permission to not engage. Um, And, but I did reach out and said, Hey, I would love to share my podcast. And she's like, Oh, I have a podcast. And I never would have met her. And she is just kicking butt just being herself, being it till she sees it. And she had like a pandemic baby and all these things. Anyways, yeah. I'm like, well, the reason I'm sharing this is y'all, you never know who you're going to meet when you just say, hi, raise your hand. Hi, I could use some help here. And she and I had the most amazing conversation, probably one of the best conversations I've ever had on a podcast ever on her podcast. Her Mind- pod, Sure. Yeah. The mindful mentor. Yeah. Please listen to it. It is not you don't have to listen to mine i mean it's amazing but you can listen to other people's. um but i uh, i'm just so grateful that i get to know this person and and who she is so uh, i can't well, wait to die, get, dig i
1: in. I was i was uh I was shocked when she said she was in her early 30s because the amount of uh well, like wisdom that she was speaking didn't i felt like she was you know, far, far older and has had a lot more life experience than that.
0: This is not her first time here.
1: (laughs) Well, also, you found out at the end that she was a radio host. And I was like, oh, I get it now. Because, like, she's just so polished on on the mic. And it was like, and and also she knows what she's talking about. So combine those together. I was like, tell me more.
0: I know, she, I don't think she said like one time. I need to take a journalist class where they like.
1: Um, just, um, um, like, what, like, like um. what?
0: Okay. Anyways, <laughs> here's the deal, y'all. Brett and I are super stoked because in three days, we are doing our first and very necessary, very planned out, very much like this is the time, full body in 15. And when I say we, I mean. Actually, we, Brad is totally going to do this class because I created, look, here's the deal. You've been listening to the ads and you're going to hear more. I need you at this event. If you have ever thought about doing Pilates, if you've ever thought you're not good enough for Pilates, if you've ever thought, I just don't understand it. If you are like trying to get it, if you are just even curious on how to spell it, I want (laughs) you at this program. It starts on the 20th. We are going to kick off. There are replays, zero excuses. I don't want to hear them. I'm going to teach you a 15 minute workout. That's your full body. You're going to strengthen in and get stretch, which means AKA mobility, AKA injury prevention.
1: Yeah. And feeling better
0: and feeling better. I'm also going to teach you how to teach yourself the exercises. I know, I know I'm giving it away because the reality is, is I want you to have this particular cross training in your life. It is going to make everything you already do better, Yeah, which means doing life better, which is what we're all about. It is a week long program because we're going to meet up together three times live. And yes, there are replays. And by the end of the week, you will have a 15 minute workout that you can confidently do yeah. on your own, wherever you are before and after your favorite workout or on the days when all you have is 15 minutes.
1: So I'm excited for, for me. This is really cool because I'm, I'm like, I'm the guy who asks a hundred questions before actually doing a move, right? Yeah. Like within yoga before the reason that I was willing to get, like dive headfirst into yoga is because I didn't dive headfirst into yoga. (laughs) I took a class with a 75 year old like yogi lady who was not doing any of the fancy stuff. And all I did the whole time was ask her a hundred questions about how do you do triangle and what muscles should I be using? All that kind of stuff. If you are that kind of a person like me, then this full body and 15 is going to be perfect for you because we're going to break down the exercises so that you can understand why you're doing what, when, where all the things, how they connect together, what muscles you're supposed to be doing so that you're not actually just straight up hurting yourself. Like right now, I'm actually taking an intro to barbell class here in uh, uh, Vegas at, you know, at a, at a local studio and it's important because especially with weights, like you could really hurt yourself. And so it's a hundred percent necessary to take a class like that. But I feel like we skip that stage when we're jumping into other modalities and you know, you could totally hurt yourself doing anything. So this is a great place to get started.
0: Well, and also we tend to think that intro or beginner means easy.
1: Oh yeah, it's, not so much.
0: It's here's the thing. If you're doing it right, Pilates is always going to be a little challenging and also it's going to meet you where you are. And so, yes, this is a, a class for a newbie, but it doesn't mean it's easy. And it's actually going to literally change the form of your running. It's going to make your weight training better. Yeah for all of you who are doing deadlifts and not reaching through your heels because what, and you have to like buy special shoes or do a certain thing. I don't even have to think about it. I don't even, I take intro every other week. (laughs) I like to, I like to moonlight and my intro classes and I, but I promise you like the reason I can on without having deadlifted in since before the pandemic, I deadlifted more than my body weight because pilates helps me work from my core out first and so i want you at this so go to onlinepliesclasses.com slash in 15 that is full body in one all right you know you're supposed to strengthen yourself you're supposed to work those muscles you're also supposed to stretch <laughs> you're also supposed to do all these things while doing life and let me just tell you i understand i've been there before and i got really frustrated Um, I got really frustrated with like my workouts, not actually making changes in my body. I didn't feel stronger. I didn't feel more confident. I didn't feel like I was getting good posture and I was standing all day. And so I went on a mission for my own self and I discovered it. I figured it out. But where I'm at now, 20 years down the road is I'm seeing so many people have the same issue I had and not have the time to actually go do the research, go do the journey. And then also so many workouts that say they're going to do all these things are an hour long and let's just be real no one has time for extra hour-long workouts when you have the other things you're already doing so here's what I've created for you a full body workout in 15 minutes you're going to stretch you're going to strengthen you're going to work the center of your body that's going to help you work your coordination your posture confidence injury prevention hello those with lower back pain we're going to get rid of that too so I see you and I really want you to be in this program. It is a free program right now. <laughs> um, if we will kick off on February 20th, so you need to sign up before then. You're going to go to full slash in 15 That's N-I-N-1-5. So go to full slash in 15 Snag your spot. You're going to join us for a week. I'm going to actually teach you not just a 15-minute workout, but how to actually do the workout. <laughs> on your own when it's over so when we're done you can add this workout before or after something you're already doing you can do it on the days where all you have is 15 minutes and i promise you you're gonna feel like woo, stronger taller less aches and pains and everything else you're doing and of course help you do life better okay what is our audience question my love
1: okay we got a great question um from a very 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 sweet woman and she asked, What do you do when you're discouraged?
0: Yeah. And I just think, ha- how brave to ask that question because you wouldn't ask that question unless you were feeling that way. Right. And I just think, like, the vulnerability that requires that question is to be honored. And I wish we all lived our lives that way. And so, first of all, I'm just so grateful for this question. And second of all, first of all, I don't know, second of all, first, like, can you just pat yourself on the back for understanding that you are in that spot? Yeah. So few people actually are aware of how they're feeling. Yeah. Like at all. And 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 also like they try to excuse the thing away. So instead of feeling discouraged, you're like, well, I'm just tired.
1: Well, I'm just overworked. Well, or- I think they're feeling it, but they're not like, they're not like taking a step back and being like, oh, I'm angry now. Why am I angry? Yeah. They're just like angry. It's yeah. a technical term.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> I, I feel like, I feel like how you handle discouragement. Is that a word? Okay, great. Um, It's a word. (laughs) (laughs) I think that a takes time and like screwing up how you feel when you're discouraged. Like I'm sure when you're younger and you're discouraged, you like throw things at a wall, you know, you get upset. And as you get older, you, you understand that you can't just like scream in the, in the ethers, but if you can do it, I think you'll feel better. (laughs) Um, I think it's, like, important to let the feelings out. And then the other thing is, like, I think you have to take a step back, like a 30,000-foot view. Mm. Why are you doing what you're doing? Because if you can go back to the why, then the discouragement is more of an obstacle than it is, like, a 50-pound weight, like, pushing you down a hill. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I think if you you can go back to the why.
1: That's really interesting to, to think about it as, like, The discouragement could be something that you can navigate around instead of something you have to carry with you.
0: Yeah. Wow. Thanks for seeing that. I don't, I didn't even know that's what I was saying. Um, (laughs) having an outer body experience, everyone. No, but I think like, if you can go back to your why, you can actually see the discouragement and you'll actually either navigate around it instead of carrying it. Or you'll actually be able to see like, are you even discouraged about the right thing? Like what you're discouraged about does it have anything to do with your purpose on this planet, with why you do what you do, or is sure. it just a fixation on something you can control or you thought you could and now you can't. And so you're like, I'm discouraged,
1: right? The problem may be like one level above what has, you know, caused the immediate discouragement. Yeah. And so it's almost like you're getting discouraged over the symptom rather than the root
0: Brilliant! Wow, we are just making magic together. On fire. Um. So, (laughs) so I, 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 I think, what do I do when I'm discouraged? I really do have to take a step back. So, thirty thousand foot view. Look at it. Is the thing I'm discouraged about it having anything to do with my why? If so, what can I do? When we're discouraged, we're focused on what's not working. Sure. And the, the reality is, is there's always going to be things that are not working. So what is possible in that moment? And then the next thing is make a decision, just make a decision, make a decision, make a decision to not do it, to, to take a step, to put pause on. You can also make a decision to think about it in three weeks. Mm. Right. You can also like put it, go, you know what? This problem I'm having, I'm just not even going to think about it until on this date at this time. Yeah. And if you can make a decision that's action, it that brings clarity. It's the antidote to fear. Boom. Second, it really is going to free up some emotions. And I think we get attached to an outcome. And that's why we're discouraged because we're not getting the outcome we wanted. And if, and, and so just like taking that step back really does make sure that you're actually working on the outcome you wanted in the first place.
1: Yeah. I mean, also too, it can allow you to evaluate your expectations. (sighs) Yes. Which, oh my
0: gosh, girl, like as a recovering perfectionist and overachiever, like I struggle with expectation hangover big time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Expectation hangover.
0: I didn't make that up. That is actually, we should have her on the pod. Oh my God. We should have her on the pod.
1: Let's do that.
0: Her name is It'll Come to Me, Christine Hassler. Boom. I'm impressed. She's got a book.
1: It's called Expectation Hangover. I'm I'm very impressed. Thank you well, so much. Well, look, um, like, like you know, I hope that that was helpful. I feel like we, um, like from from a from a actual practical perspective, what do you do when you're discouraged? Um, journal. Speak with someone about it. That could be a therapist or your bestie, you know. Um, but uh, you know, the, the the important thing is to to get it out and talk about it so that you're not dwelling on it and dwelling on it and dwelling on it. If you are discouraged and you're having trouble going to sleep, I love to have a notepad on the side of my bed Mm -hmm. and I just write it down because it gives my mind permission not to keep circling it over and over and over again because I won't have to like forget it. I know in this case, you know, it's not quite something you're, you're, you know, forgetting, but it, it just helps you set it aside for the moment.
0: I have one more thing ask yourself like okay what if i just stop doing the thing oh yeah (laughs) what if i just stop doing the thing that's not working that i'm discouraged about
1: i uh beware if you ask that of somebody in your life because they might get angry (laughs) instead of discouraged (laughs) now
0: if you do get angry that means that you want to fight for it yeah and if you feel relief that's a sign. <laughs> then,
1: you can, then Maybe, maybe this is something you need to let go,
0: let go. And it's okay to let go of our things. Did you know that crossing out a goal is the same as checking it off? It's the same, right? It's the same. Deleting a goal is the same as checking it off. And so I, 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 I just encourage you. It's okay to, um, I, I don't know if anyone's raised like we don't quit, but you can quitting is not a weakness. If you like are taking that 30,000 foot view and your body is telling you like, I don't want to fight for this anymore. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's like actually allowing you to have, create space for something else. So how is that quitting? Anyways, that's a great question. Wow. I freaking loved it. Whoa. What a beautiful, thanks yeah. Brad for having that conversation yeah. with me.
1: That was a journey.
0: I feel like we have to take a, like a deep breath. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> we could do that. <laughs> Breathe
0: yeah. in through the nose out through the nose i felt better hey love my full body in 15 program starts really soon it is free for now it is a 347 dollars value i know yep that's right it's a three-part program that's going to be taken over the course of a week and when you snag your spot at onlineplatesclasses.com slash full body in 15 that's onlineplatesclasses.com slash full body in one five Put your name on the list. Get in. We're going to have so much fun. You're going to walk away with a 15-minute workout that will work your full body wherever you are, whenever you want.
1: Okay. All right. Let's talk about Brie Gordon. Okay. Using music to connect, which I got really excited about. Brie Gordon is a board-certified music therapist, mother, podcaster, public speaker, and innovator of new uh, wellness programs. And she is a beautiful believer that music is the universal love language and has created a career in helping others process and heal from trauma.
0: Okay. So I knew you would get so stoked when you heard that. I was like, oh my God, Brad's going to freak out. (laughs) But also, do you know, what just came to my mind. Tell me. I think it's easy to like go nod and go, yeah, music is a universal love language, but there is this daily episode. We're not going to link it. You're going to have to find it yourself. It's a Sunday read. This journalist was trying to search for his father. He finally found him. His father was like technically a pirate anyways. Oh yeah. He, he was playing some jazz music. I want to say it was jazz music and like, it was like, you know, his dad was like, like humming along, knew the beat, knew all the things. It might've been some sort of classical music, but anyways, it was music that like people recognize from the old times. And then he put in a CD. uh, Spoiler alert: He found his father. He put in a CD, and the dad, his dad, was like listening to it and like moving to it. And he was like, "Who is this? I've never heard this before." And he's like, "This is mine." And it was the same type of music that his dad loved. And they never knew each other, and they loved the same music. (sighs) Universal love language. Okay,
1: pretty crazy.
0: So I'm so grateful for her. And one thing I love that she said is something that I've been really focusing my training education around is being trauma informed. She said, you're not waiting for them to tell you they have trauma. You're acting as if they do. And so this is, if anybody, um, if you did listen to the episode, we talked about this. Um, and the link is, um, in the show notes from the episode on Monday, it's not about asking what's wrong with you. It's about asking what happened to you. Yeah. And when you are trauma informed as a person and this, you can be trauma informed in any business. It doesn't matter what your business is. You're basically coming in. To I mean, an environment with the yeah. assumption that people have had a traumatic experience and not waiting yeah. for them to tell you.
1: I mean, especially if you, like, for example, something very relatable. If you if you work in fitness and you have taken a client through a workout and they cry afterwards, right? Like something connected for them. And it could be, I mean, it could be something they're experiencing now or something that they experienced a long time ago. But like working it out. Physically working it out actually like touched a nerve or touched a memory that mm-hmm. triggered something there, right? So, um, anyway, being trauma informed would mean that it, you know you're going into teaching that person understanding that it's possible that they could have a reaction yeah. to it.
0: You're not, you're, you, you just, um, You don't even have to ask because a lot of people are unaware of especially childhood traumas, things like that. They've buried them so long. So you're basically just assuming that there is trauma there and giving people full permission, um, in that way. And for my Pilates instructors who are listening to this, hello, I love you. Um, you know, this is something like we put people on their backs. We put them in some interesting positions and the way movement specifically is how trauma is released from the body. And so if you can, take some time to understand what being trauma informed is and like ask yourself different things. And it's really interesting. I was talking with our with my therapist about this. Like I don't like mirrors in my studio. Um I actually was never in a studio that had a lot of mirrors when I did Pilates. Um when I was trained I didn't have mirrors. The only studio I had that had mirrors was Equinox. And those mirrors were so funny. Cause you, you would look funny when you looked at them. And so I was like, I hate mirrors, but I specifically didn't have them. And that allowed a lot of women who had body image issues to feel comfortable and safe in my space. And I didn't know I was doing it. So the point is, is like, it's, a, I really love that. She talked about being trauma-informed and it doesn't matter what, who you are listening to this and what you do, you can take some trauma-informed classes. And if you're like, I don't even know what that means, read the book. What happened to you? You will instantly be educated in a way that will allow you, like, even over Christmas as I was reading that book, I heard someone in our family say, what's wrong with you, to one of our dogs? And I was like, it's what happened to him. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, okay, what did you love that she said?
1: Yeah, um, so um, the – sorry, I was just thinking about everything that you were just saying there.
0: Oh, it's okay. Yeah. We can it, keep it, talking it. about it.
1: Well, I – I like the idea for me, it kind of connects with the idea of being prepared, Mm -hmm. right? Because we are, we are in a position of authority, you know, uh, when we're, you know, if, if you're working with a client, so going back to that example, you know, and it's, it's actually like really important to be prepared, uh, if someone, you know, uh, is because I think you said something, you kind of glossed over it, but you said, movement is how trauma is released from the body yeah and i think that it's really important to understand that especially people who work at fitness if movement is how trauma is released from the body i mean just think about that for just a second
0: well not even just who work in fitness if you are in fitness like if you take a fitness class so if you sure. are a listener who just likes to work out or is thinking about working out or if you're a listener who teaches people how to move both parties need to be informed because you might not know. You might not be aware of the trauma that has happened to you. Sure. You might be in a class and you might cry. I remember thinking something was wrong with me when I cried during elephant. And I don't even know what it was that it was bringing up. But uh, that for,
1: for Tracy out there, elephant is a move in Pilates.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing this exercise <laughs> and I cried and I had something. A voice came out of me that said to my teacher, today is actually not the day to teach me this exercise. Mm. And I, and I, when I said it, I didn't even know whose voice that was, but not every person who has had trauma will have that voice come up for them. And so basically like movement is how trauma leaves. So there's a book by two sisters. I want to say it's called burnout. I want to say it. Brene Brown interviewed them. It's a great interview. Anyways, they say, Ladies, especially since that's who most of you are. Um, and to my men, then tell your girlfriends about this, the ladies in your life. Um, if a like, if you had, if you've been catcalled on the street and you bury that inside you.
1: Emily and Amelia Nagasaki. Yes. The secret to unlocking the stress cycle.
0: Yes. So they even say, obviously in that moment, you can't scream and yell at the dude who just drove past with this cat call of something that then when you ignored it, They say something else, which is also more invigorating and traumatizing. It's traumatizing. The idea is, though, that you cannot hold that within you because that's going to build. It's going to stay in your body Mm -hmm. and it's going to cause illness, injury. We'll get into that later on this episode. But like basically they say if you can't in the moment let the trauma out, let the let the feelings out of your body, then as soon as you can, you need to let it out. Punching a pillow, uh, screaming uh you know things like that you have to let it out and so there are things that you didn't now that you've heard this maybe you'll do that for in the future but there's stuff in the past and it's going to come out and it usually comes out through movement so anyways
1: wow okay okay well that is that is like super deep um okay one thing that i loved that she said which is actually it's kind of perfect um I had, I had chosen that your body will tell you what's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, we kind of covered it, you know, but, but it's in addition to the emotional side of things where it's pulling out, you know, the trauma you may have experienced you, your body. um, So trauma is the event, The, the like trauma actually is the event, right? But then that is stored in your body.
0: Yeah, if you don't let it out, if you if don't, you
1: don't yeah. let it out, it's stored in your body, right? And a perfect example of this is when um, uh, Brie was talking about her experience from leading uh, three summers of a trauma like weak, like week, like a like like a boot camp kind of a thing. Yeah, and she said the third time through, uh, uh, she she literally came out of it. Um, she needed a cane to walk. Yeah, and she realized that she wasn't she was absorbing you know their like you know she was taking on their stress their trauma mm-hmm. you know into her and wasn't releasing it and it was like affecting her she had herniated discs yeah how crazy is that
0: it's i mean like it's it's crazy and it's also not surprising so um your body will tell you what's going on I f- i'm grateful that you brought this up so y'all i'm in a i'm finished up a breathwork training because i can't wait to add this to my retreats and also the coaching that we do. Um, but for example, if you've got stuff going on with your lower back, that's a common place to store anger. If you've got stuff going on with your stomach and intestines, that's a place where you store fear. Uh, heart and chest is heartbreak and sorrow neck and shoulders is resentment or holding on to burdens, uh, voice and throat problems is oppression. And so, um, those are just simple. Right. But if you actually want to study this, there's like, there are people who are body workers who can tell you like your hip thing is like your mother's money problems. Like there's, it gets deep. And I know that can sound like a double woo. It is a one woo thing. Like there's a reason why the book, the body keeps a score is exactly point on point. And we need to start listening to our bodies and not our brains all the time, because like you have a brain but you have that logical part and then you have this like sub, there's an old brain, there's a subconscious brain. And so I think it's just really important. Like mm. if we actually start listening to our bodies and instead of you mentioned earlier of symptoms, instead of going to a doctor with symptoms mm. and getting medication to get rid of the symptoms, really trying to understand what is the problem
1: here? Yeah.
0: What is the problem here? Got to get to the root. Yeah. And so for Brie, she wasn't actually taking care of herself in those moments. She was taking on everything and she's taking all I'll take on your pain. I was like, and for our caregivers, listening, our mamas and like the people who have like aging, uh, parents, if you are taking care of them and not you, your body's going to tell you. So listen. fascia
1: workers, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: but you know what? I will say a lot of body workers that I know depend on if they were, Trained well, like my fascial, my raw furs, uh, Reiki. They learn. Um, social workers learn this to take care of themselves, to have yeah, boundaries. Boundaries. And a lot of people outside of those specialties, there's no training whatsoever on boundaries and taking care of yourself.
1: Yeah. Well, let's talk about those. Be it action items. What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your convo with Bree Gordon? She actually had a couple, but at the end she said, I'm only going to share one, but we, we, uh, we were going through, there was a couple of recurring themes. But this one that she shared, which I'll talk about, is figure out what life looks like on the other side of trauma. And basically, it, is, it does take a moment of identifying that you're experiencing pain you're experiencing this you know whatever it might show up as grief you know and and you kind of do have to have this this awareness um that you're in it but you don't have to stay in it you will stay in it if you if you just keep dwelling on it and she's saying to move on you need to imagine what life will be like when it's not when you're not in it anymore in the same way, right? And so, it, you know, she, she, she compared it to a mountain and we're treating it like a mountain and, we're, and we, we just imagine that we're never going to get to the other side of that mountain. But what does life look like on the other side? When you could take a minute and envision that and maybe you literally write it down, like this could be where a dream board comes into play. Mm -hmm. You know, where you actually have it on your mirror or on the wall or on a thing in your wallet or it's on your dash in your car, like something somewhere where you're going to see it um, on a consistent basis that, you know, like life isn't like this forever. Um, And yes, it's painful and it's never going to like go away forever, but it will change and it won't be the same as it is today.
0: Oh, my gosh. You just made me think of Amy Cuddy. Cause she had a traumatic experience. Amy Cuddy is the inspiration for the title of this podcast, by the way. Oh, right. And my assistant did DM her. I don't even know who told her that I approved that. Um, <laughs> cause like nothing could bring me more fear than, <laughs> than if, than asking her to be on this podcast. And, and she might say no, and we'll learn how to say no. And we'll just take the go. That's a great way to say no. We'll take that for ourselves. But anyways, um, she had a traumatic brain injury. Mm hmm. And, um, she had a mentor in college and a grad grad school say to her, like, this is you're going to ask a question every single day in every single class so that you can feel like you belong here. And that's how, and she didn't even realize that she was actually being the light, what life looked like on the other side of that trauma until someone came up to her when she was, at a, working at a school and someone came up and said, I don't belong here. And she's like, Oh, you're going to ask a question. <laughs> so, um, that's, I think that's amazing. And that's, you know, we should, even what, even if you don't think that you're someone who's suffering from trauma in this moment, figure out what life looks like on the other side of whatever discouragement or problem you've got going on. It will yeah. be really
1: helpful. Love yeah. My, well, what about you?
0: My biggest takeaway show up, for others, but do it with accountability for yourself. Hello, fill your cup first. She she was there as a giver. And I think so many of us are. We're just give. We are like are such givers. But you, if you do not. When you like, say
1: she was there, you're talking about leading the trauma camp.
0: Yeah, she was leading yeah. the trauma camp. She was doing these other things. And like she was just doing all these things to like take care of so many people. Yeah. To take care of their problems. But she was ignoring herself. Yeah. And you all. The plane literally says air mask on first parents, (laughs) right? And that's for all of us, air mask on first. I can't put Brad's air mask on for him if I have put my own on. So I know that it's hard. I know that the people that you are taking care of, you are just like, you just want to be there for them. But if you are not being accountable to yourself first, you are not actually giving them everything that you could just not.
1: Yeah. I mean, period. we talk about this all the time with, with OPC, with online com, mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the, the reason that you can do life better is because you've prioritized yourself. You, you aren't putting yourself on the back burner, right? Because when you, especially with working out, we are, we know all the, the science behind why, you know, working out and, you know, Pilates is amazing for your brain and your body, you know, and it's obviously logical too. Like when you feel better about life, you're going to go do life better, you know? So, but what happens so often is we don't prioritize ourselves. We don't make sure that, you know, we have protected time to, you know, get a workout in or read a book or whatever that might be. That is, is, you know, what you're, what you need. And, and then, you know, at the end of the day, we're resentful, we're frustrated, we're tired, we're angry, we're, you know, and it just builds, it builds uh, over time. And, you know, after a while, it becomes, yeah. it's, it's like a path to burnout straight up.
0: Yeah, yeah it is. And so, um, or discouragement, because
1: or you're discouragement. putting so
0: much in and not getting what you want out. And that's because you are not taking care of yourself so I yep. just I just I love this conversation yeah what a beautiful interview
1: <laughs> yeah this is a great <laughs> patting
0: one. myself on the back oh but- <laughs> you mean
1: you and me I was also referencing the one when you had with Brie that was also a great one so uh,
0: yeah <laughs> um you and I but also yes with Bree. no especially with Brie um I just met myself I was just being <laughs> that humble person I my am.
1: wife <laughs> <laughs> amazing. Someday
0: we'll have a show. It's called my wife and yeah, it's basically going to
1: be me shaking my head. Yeah. <laughs>
0: about how humble I am. Um, y'all thank you so much for being here. I'm so grateful for you. We are so grateful for you. You really matter to us more than we could ever actually tell you. Um, but we could tell you if you screenshot this episode and share it with your takeaways, I will actually tell you in your DMS how grateful I am for you specifically. Um, but please, you know, we can't change the world without sharing these messages with people. If you are nodding your head along with this and you are loving it, then please send it to the person that you know needs to hear it. If you want to text it to them or if you want to share it on the gram, that'd be great. Um, and let us know how you're using these in your life and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much.